welcome to the Nutrition Science Podcast, where we help you cut through the noise and make informed, science-based decisions about nutrition and your health. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Nutrition Science Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Adrian Chavez. And in this episode, we are going to be discussing seven common mistakes that people make with their nutrition. This is going to be a more practical episode, but I'm pretty confident that if you tune all the way through, you're going to get a lot of value from these topics that we discuss, because in many conversations and interactions and working with clients, I have found that these things tend to hold a lot of people back from making the nutrition changes that they like and making sustainable nutrition changes that they feel good with. So let's go ahead and jump into the episode. And we're going to start with number one, which is thinking that there is a perfect diet. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I'm not an advocate of anyone you know, following a specific diet or telling you you have to follow a Mediterranean diet or a low-carb diet or a vegan diet. For each and every one of us, there's a certain dietary pattern that's going to work for us. And there is no perfect diet. There is no diet that's, quote unquote, the healthiest diet there, that, that doesn't exist. And there's many people who will say whatever diet that they're promoting is the best and will use research or not even research in many cases to try to build a case for that. But the reality is the perfect diet is the diet that you feel good with, the diet that you can stick with the diet that meets your energy and nutrient needs. It helps regulate your uh, health risk factors, helps keep your LDL cholesterol low, helps keep your blood glucose in the right levels. And what that looks like for you is going to be completely different than what that looks like for someone else. Now, there are some dietary principles, and I discuss these all the time. And I just discussed a few of them right now. Making sure that you're eating the right amount of energy, making sure that you're eating enough fiber, making sure that you're eating enough protein, making sure that you're consuming a variety of plant foods that provide various micronutrients that can benefit your health. But beyond that, that can look a variety of different ways. That can be an Italian-style diet. That can be a more you know, Latin American, Mexican type of diet. That can be you know, a Mediterranean diet. That can be a diet that's centered around you know, more Southeast Asian, like Thai foods type thing. That can be a diet that includes all of these things. That can be a diet that is a balanced diet that draws from all of these different types of cuisines. There is no quote unquote perfect diet. You know, if you feel good eating low carb or if you feel good eating vegan or if you feel good eating you know, intermittent fasting, if that works for you and you feel good on that and that helps you to meet these needs that I discussed a second ago, getting enough protein, fiber and all of these various things then that is going to be the diet that is the quote-unquote perfect diet for you. But too many of us and too many people that I speak with are chasing this diet that is quote-unquote perfect and trying to strive or figure out what the right diet is. And the right diet is the one that you enjoy. The right diet is the one that you can stick to. And the right diet is the one that helps you meet your needs. And so we have to get away from thinking that there is a type of diet that needs to be followed. That's number one. Number two is going to be trying to change too much too quickly. So many people say, oh, I'm going to start Monday. And on Monday, they're going to, you know, stop drinking soda and they're going to completely change, you know, stop eating sugary foods and they're going to take out snack foods and they're going to just stick to this perfect diet. And they're going to, they have all the intentions of sticking to this structure that is completely different than what they're doing now. 
And that sets a lot of people up for failure because, yeah, they, they get on it, they stick to it for a couple of days, and, and then they fall off of it and they feel like, you know, I failed. And then they say, I'll start again Monday. And then I'll start again Monday. And I'll start again Monday. And I'll start again Monday. A better approach is to make simple changes, to make sustainable changes. What can you do from today that is a simple change that would improve the quality of your diet? Are you not eating a lot of vegetables? Maybe it's adding some vegetables to each meal. Are you not eating enough protein? Maybe it's prioritizing protein in your meals. Is your eating just completely sporadic? Maybe it's sticking to an eating schedule and eating three meals a day and one snack instead of just eating whenever you're completely starving and then just binging on everything that's in sight. So don't try to change too much too quickly. And some people can benefit from this. Some people um, have the personality where, you know, they, they really need to just go completely in it and, and they need to, you know, completely overhaul everything. But that's rare. I have rarely seen anyone who has taken that approach who said, I'm going to change everything. And then they do that and they stick with it. I don't know many people who have done that. I know a lot of people who have made gradual changes over time, who have made sustainable changes over time, who have slowly added more protein, added more veggies, stuck to a schedule, regulated their energy intake by choosing more appropriate portion sizes. And those are the habits that you can stack on top of each other. And over time, it's not going to happen overnight, but over time, you're going to notice that your diet's substantially better. You cut out soda and now start drinking a little bit more water or reduce the soda consumption or replace soda with diet soda. Again, these things can compound upon one another so that over the months and over the years, your diet starts to become something that you enjoy that is your quote-unquote perfect diet. But in many cases, it's not going to happen overnight in terms of those changes. You're not going to just completely overhaul your diet overnight and eat something completely different and then this is just going to be your norm now. That rarely, rarely happens. And I see so many people trying to do that. How many times have you seen someone on Monday, they're trying to start a, a new lifestyle, a, a new, completely new lifestyle on Monday or, or on June, January 1st or on their birthday and they're going to just completely start a new lifestyle. That rarely works out over the long term. Number three is eating too little. So too many people, when they try to eat healthier, that means that they, you know, cut out a bunch of foods and they end up eating way too little, especially women, where when you're trying to eat a healthy diet, that to many people looks like restriction. That looks like just not consuming enough food. And that's not going to last. That's going to lead to similarly, like what I talked about a second ago, where you're going to eat too little, you're going to go several days eating too little, you're going to be starving, you're going to binge, and then you're going to be, you know, quote unquote, fall off. And you're going to continue with this cycle. And there's too many people go on this cycle of trying to eat too little, binging, trying to eat too little, binging. You have to eat the appropriate amount of calories. And an important aspect of that, if you've never done that, is tracking your calories, understanding your energy needs, and checking out my podcast episode on energy balance so you can get more information about that. Because it is really, really important that you don't undereat. You cannot sustain undereating. You may be able to do it for a short period of time, but in almost every case, it's going to lead to reactive binging and overconsumption. And you do not want to get into a cycle of restricting binging, restricting binging, losing five pounds, gaining five pounds, losing five pounds, gaining 10 pounds, 
This is not where you want to be in terms of your nutrition. That takes so much effort and it takes a toll on you psychologically and mentally if you keep doing that over and over again. And it makes you feel defeated with your nutrition. You're never stacking wins up. And that's really important. The psychological aspect of stacking wins on top of each other. And that's why the small changes are important because if you start, let's say, for example, your goal, instead of changing your whole diet is say, I'm just going to drink more water. Well, that's more doable. And then you do that for a couple of days and you feel good about the fact that you were able to stick to that and you did that. And then you can add something else on and you stack a win upon a win. You develop what's called self-efficacy. You feel better about your ability to make these changes and you can continue to improve your diet over time. But if you try to over-restrict, it's not going to work. So make sure that you understand your energy needs. And if you've been in that boat where you're, you know, you lose a bunch of weight in a short period of time and then gain it all back over and over and over again, it's absolutely critical if you understand your energy balance and you're eating the right amount of energy and you're not over-restricting. So check out my energy balance episode. If you need more information about that, that's number three. Number four is expecting every meal to be absolutely delicious. Food is amazing. It is a great source of pleasure. I absolutely love food. Like I, I love food more than most people. I enjoy food more than most people. Like I, I really enjoy good food. And I appreciate being able to sit down to a delicious meal. But I also frequently choose foods that aren't incredibly stimulating in terms of taste-wise. And the reason being is it's sometimes just hard to put together meals that are just extremely delicious every single meal. And if you're chasing that all the time, if every time you eat, you expect it to be some incredible, rewarding dopamine response, probably going to lead you down the wrong direction in terms of being able to stick to healthier eating choices. You know, some healthier choices aren't the most delicious things. And it's not that we can't get enjoyment out of food. We definitely should. But if you're constantly chasing and expecting every single meal to be hyper, you know, stimulating in terms of taste, that is going to lead you in the wrong direction. So you have to work on that mindset of thinking, okay, it's okay to have a meal that isn't, isn't that great. Especially like there's many times where I'm on the go and I will just throw something together strictly for nutrition purposes. And I don't even enjoy it that much. But my body needs the energy. My body needs that. And I'm going to feed it that. And I don't have to make it completely delicious. Because if I felt like, okay, this has to be delicious, then I wouldn't, you know, go for the simple, easy thing at home that isn't that delicious that I can make in five minutes. I'll, I'd probably just go through a fast food restaurant or find some other option that's going to be hyper palatable and hyper tasty. And in many cases, that's going to lead you towards making choices that aren't the healthiest choices. So understand that if you're eating healthy and you're focusing on your nutrition, not every meal is going to be a, a taste explosion in your mouth. It's okay to have meals that aren't, you know, hyper stimulating in terms of taste. And it's also really important to have meals that you really enjoy as well and working those inconsistently and, you know, eating things that you enjoy for sure, but being okay with having meals that are strictly for taste. And again, I enjoy food just as much as the next person, but you really have to balance health and taste. And sometimes you have to make choices that are health focused and not so taste focused when the circumstances, you know, 
don't allow for having something healthy that's also very tasty. Or you've had something, and this goes into the next point, which is thinking that you have to you know, have a different meal or have a different type of food for every single meal. So like seven different breakfasts every week, seven different lunches every week. You can get comfortable in monotony. And I highly recommend that is having a few go-to meals that you enjoy, that you eat consistently, and it's going to make it easier for you. Because if you have to think up seven different breakfasts, seven different lunches, seven different dinners every single week, and you're constantly trying to change what you're eating for breakfast, lunch, dinner, that is mentally taxing. And that's going to cause your nutrition to be highly burdensome. Okay, how do I eat? You know, I get this all the time. People are like, oh, can you give me more recipes? Can you give me more recipes? Can you? And people are always looking for like new recipes. That's great. Yeah, it's important to try new foods and, and to experiment and, and see other things that you might enjoy. But it's important to get used to you know, kind of eating some of the same meals over and over again, eating meals that aren't, again, incredibly stimulating and that that's okay. That's okay. Nutrition isn't all about taste. Nutrition isn't all about, you know, giving us a, a reward, a dopamine response and, and causing us to feel really good about every single thing we eat. Nutrition is energy. Nutrition is fuel. And it's also enjoyment and taste and culture and all these other things all these other important aspects of what we eat, you know, these things are important, but can't let your health suffer because you're constantly chasing taste and variety and you're causing yourself to be highly burdened by trying to follow, you know, a healthy nutrition plan because you think you need to eat seven different breakfasts every week. We gotta, we gotta really understand that, you know, variety is great. Getting a different variety of different foods Within your weekly routine, so eating, you know, some nuts and some seeds and some beans and several different types of vegetables and fruits and spices throughout the week is great. Really, really important for overall health, for exposure to different nutrients, for helping to build a diverse microbiome. But we don't have to eat seven different breakfasts, seven different lunches, okay? Try to get into some routines around some things that you enjoy and, and do them consistently. And then if you get tired of it, then you can switch it out. And then you can go back to it when you start to crave it again. And that's what's going to help make it more sustainable um, in many cases. Number six is going to be thinking what worked for someone else is going to work for you. This is a big one, really big one, because I can't tell you how many people online, anytime you see, if you see someone post before and after pictures and they say, oh, I lost 40 pounds and they show before and after picture, you will see comment after comment after comment after comment after comment. What did you do? How did you do that? They did it through a calorie deficit. They do it through a calorie deficit that they were able to stick to. And if you try to copy and replicate what they do, you are not going to get the same results. And I can't tell you how many times people ask me, oh, what are your favorite things? You know, what do you do? Who cares what I do? I mean, of course, what I do, I mean, I know people are interested in it, but the reality is what I do is not relevant to everyone else. And many people are trying to like, look at what, people do to try to replicate it. And it's good to have some, you know, some idea of what people are doing to have a little bit of an, you know, okay, this is how these people are doing it. And this is what's working for them. But if you think that you're just going to start copying what someone else does, and it's going to work for you, it's not, it's not, it's not going to be sustainable. We have different taste preferences. We have different body sizes. We have different uh, energy needs due to our activity levels. We have different cultural upbringings. We have different cooking skills. We have different financial resources. There's so many things that are different between you and the next person that if you 
just try to look at what they do and copy what they do. It's, it's just not going to work for you in almost any case. And so instead of looking at what other people do, learn about nutrition. And you're listening to this podcast, so I know that you're doing that already. Um, but that is so important as opposed to trying to copy other people. It's really important to learn foundations of nutrition and then start implementing and applying those into your life and then figuring out what works for you as opposed to what this person did. And this is probably the biggest one out of this list or one of the most common ones I see is every single time. If I, if I posted, you know, before and after, or if I just posted, you know, a picture of me with my shirt off and I was like, oh, this, I'm 36 years old and or I'm, I turned 36 in a couple of weeks. I'm 36 years old and this, these are all the things that I do. You know, there's going to be so many people that try to do exactly what I do. And that's just not appropriate. It's just not appropriate for the many reasons that I mentioned a second ago. And the last thing is expecting results to come too quickly. Okay. Changes in our body, changes in our health, changes in our body composition, body fat, muscle mass, they take time. You got to where you are over a long period of time due to a variety of choices that have led you to where you're at today. You're not going to change your diet and see complete changes in a week. And you, you can see, you know, you can see differences in a week if you're making drastic changes, which I don't recommend. Um, so when you're going into changing your nutrition, focus on the habits. Focus on the things, the principles and things that you know to be health promoting and start to implement those. Focus less on the outcomes because the outcomes will take time. And if your focus is on the outcomes, if you're thinking, oh, I'm going to lose, you know, five pounds and, and, and you're just expecting the result and you're, you're only doing it to see the result. And if you don't see the result, you're going to be discouraged because you're going to be putting an effort and you're going to feel like a failure. And there's going to be times where you're going to be putting an effort and you're going to see, okay, I, if you're trying to lose weight, for example, you're going to be putting an effort and, and maybe you didn't lose weight a couple of weeks in a row. You're going to feel like a failure. Focus on the habits instead of the outcomes. Focus on the things that you're doing. Focus on how you're structuring your nutrition. Focus on the little changes that you're making. And don't expect results to come too quickly. As I mentioned a second ago, you know, if you start stacking these little habits on top of each other, what's going to happen is a year from now, your habits are going to be completely different. Your lifestyle is going to be completely different. And if your lifestyle is completely different, your health is going to start to improve. Your body composition is going to start to improve. You're going to start to notice, you know, factors like more energy and things like that. And that's going to happen over time, though. And oftentimes, because it's gradual, you never actually feel like it's happening. Like you're not going to just notice it immediately. Oftentimes, and I do I see this with clients quite often, is you have to like reflect and look back and be like, oh, wow, a year ago, I was in a completely different place. A year ago, I was tired all the time. A year ago, I was bloated all the time. And now I'm not. And sometimes that's just going to take time. And that's going to take trial and error on your part. And that's going to take building habits and building a lifestyle that works for you, that, that follows these important principles of nutrition and health and, and, you know, hits all the important bases when it comes to nutrition and your health in terms of the habits and expecting you know, results to come quickly and, and expecting to see these massive changes in one, two, three months is, is setting yourself up for failure. It's going to take six, nine, 12 months. And if, if it took you a year to, to see dramatic changes in your health and your body composition and the way you feel, 
that's better than taking a year to not feel better. It's better than, you know, one year later and you don't feel better and you have no improvement in your body composition. And I know we all want things to come quickly. We all want to speed up the process. But when you speed up the process, it goes back to the stuff that I was talking about earlier. It, when you're trying to speed up the process, when you're trying to take shortcuts, oftentimes that leads to it taking longer and you're not making any progress. It's better if you make slow progress than if you make no progress because you made a quick progress and then you backslid and then you made two steps forward and one step back and two steps forward and two steps back and two steps back and, and you're just consistently going on this, you know, losing some weight and then gaining it back, making some drastic changes and then going back to unhealthy habits. That is not the way to go. The way to go is to focus on your habits, focus on the things that you can change, focus on making those changes, focus on building upon those changes, and focus on seeing how those changes will start to gradually improve your health over time and checking in with yourself and saying, okay, three months down the line, six months down the line, where am I at now? Is it, is, am I in a significantly different place than I was six months ago? And in many cases, if you're, if you, if you're making the lifestyle changes, your health is going to improve with it, but it's going to take time. The changes, like the lifestyle changes have a first and then the health improvements, the weight loss, everything else that comes later. And many people think, oh, I, I make the changes with my nutrition, my lifestyle. And in a week, my health is going to improve my, I'm going to lose weight That that takes time that comes later you know you didn't if you're overweight you didn't become overweight from a week of poor eating if you are unhappy with your health that didn't occur overnight and if it did there's probably something else medically going on that needs to be addressed as opposed to nutrition and lifestyle these are things that happen gradually in one year sounds like a lot to a lot of people the reality is that if you're in the same spot one year later, because you keep going back and forth, that's way worse. And if it takes one year throughout the course of a lifetime, and then you can maintain that or continue to build upon that for the next 20, 30 years, it's not that much. Short period of time, relatively speaking. So don't expect results to come too quickly. So let's go ahead and review those seven mistakes. Number one, thinking there's a perfect diet. Number two, trying to change too much too quickly. Number three, eating too little. Number four, expecting every meal to be extremely delicious. Number five, wanting too much variety and trying to make every single meal different and exciting. Number six, thinking what worked for other people is going to work for you. And number seven, expecting results too quickly. Focus on habits rather than outcomes. If you nail down the habits, the outcomes will come. So I hope this episode was helpful. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Nutrition Science Podcast. If you found value in this episode, I would really appreciate it if you would head over to wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it be Apple or Spotify or any other app and leave a review. I would really appreciate it. Hope you all have a great week and we will talk soon. <music>